home building and remodeling show. Let's go. Welcome everybody to the home building and remodeling show. My name is Chris Kirby and I'll be your host. I am the owner of three construction companies on the Alabama Gulf Coast. The show is about residential construction. We're going to cover topics of home building and remodeling. Are you thinking of doing a remodel or building a home? Are you a contractor looking to improve your knowledge base or grow your business? Have you ever done a remodel project or built a home? There were so many things you wish you knew or that you could have done differently during the process. Then this show is for you. We break down the process of building and remodeling and how to have the best results during your project. Whether you're a DIYer looking for tips, someone looking to hire a contractor to do a project, or a contractor looking to expand your knowledge base or your business. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Stay tuned. We kick off the show with my thoughts on home building and remodeling. I'll share best practices and talk about some of our experiences in business and out in the field. These shared thoughts and lessons learned are meant to help you on your very own journey. Let's go. A contractor that tells the client they can get started in a week or two weeks without understanding the material needs of the job. They just want to win the job. And so uh, you as a consumer, you as a client should be a little bit leery of the fast response contractor. Oh, I could start that tomorrow. Well, the reality is, have you picked out all your materials? When is the vanity going to get here? Do they have the shower kit? Do they have the door in stock? You know, if if you as the client don't have all of the materials sitting there ready for the project, And even if you think you do, sometimes you don't have everything you need. And so make sure that you're you're choosing the person that understands that. When we do our estimates, we do it all in. So we give them labor and materials um, and we give them allowances for their things such as tile, anything that they they need to pick out. Put an allowance, and we do that on a good, better, best system. And uh, that conversation is had with our between our estimator and the client. We understand your needs. We understand what type of a look you're going for, and so we're going to base that that good, better, best on that conversation. And usually, we're going to put you right down the middle on your allowance items. What that does, it gives you a total budget for the project. Sometimes we may lose a job because the client thinks, well, you bid, let's just say $10,000 on a a bathroom remodel and this other client was uh, $2,500. So there's such a large difference in contract price that initially, of course, they're going to say, well, $2,500 makes way more sense. But let's look at that contract. It's labor only. The client has to pick out and pay for everything. And there's an education that comes with doing a remodel that you should be educating the client and say, listen, here's what we need for the project. All the minor materials we're going to bring to the table. I don't expect you to know all the technical details and understand the different types of uh, screws or different types of um, mortar that you're going to need for a project. However, you should understand that these are allowances and 
we have to get those picked out and that costs money. So I've given you the labor number, which is usually competitive. Okay. We may be a little higher because we are a, a larger company. I would say in the remodeling industry, we have uh, 23 people here. So, you know, we do have a, maybe a higher labor number. However, our cost for materials is, is relative, right? The same vanity that the person who did the labor only bid that that you're getting or you're picking out and paying for is the same vanity you could have got through us with a contractor's discount. And so sometimes the client is actually losing money going with the labor only number because here's the thing. They have to now take time out of their day to shop these these different allowanced items. And most of the time, the contractor gets a discount. So like I know for us, our company, we do get at most local vendors and uh, even the national vendors, big box stores, we get a discounted price. We get a contractor's discount or a builder's discount. And so what ends up happening is the client goes with the labor only number and then has to take on the burden of finding and, and shopping for and paying for all of the allowance items that come with a kitchen or bathroom or whole home remodel. And they're not they're not informed on the process and sometimes they think well you know your price was so high that i'm going to go with the lower guy and even if i pay a little more for all the material side i'm still better off when in fact that's just not the case you got to look at what it takes to complete a remodel project and so part of what our estimator do does when um when he goes out to estimate a project is he gives them an idea of the full scope of work and what all is involved and now we move into Shop Talk. It's the portion of the show where I bring in a co-host and we cover trending topics in home building and remodeling. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. So today we're going to talk about finding your niche and then also staying within that niche once you find it. One of the things we learned in the beginning was it's very difficult to take on all jobs in remodeling and, and it's it's easy to take that job because you've got, you need the money coming in or something like that. So you're going to take that job on, but that may not be your strong suit. However, you're trying to get your name out there. You want people to know who you are. And so you take the job and then you don't do it to how it should be done. Expectations. Yeah. And so part of, you know, what I wanted to bring you in to talk about today is, is finding that niche. But like for us, you know, we do kitchen and bath and we, and stick to mainly interior remodeling. What's your thoughts on finding your niche and, you know, sticking to it? Do you believe in that? I mean, once you're like going through your apprenticeship, you kind of always find something you enjoy doing more than other stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's usually what you need to stick to. If you enjoy it, you got to do it. So you have some passion. You're not right. you're coming in and doing something that you enjoy, right? right? That's kind of what you were talking about. Yeah. But too, the the flip side to that is for you to really, you know, you've heard the term what is it? Jack of all trades, master right. of none, right? Exactly. Which means like for us, we really care about the outcome of our work. And so we try to stick to kitchen and bath and and sometimes people know you, we're locals, we both grew up here. 
And uh, they're like, well, you know, come on. We know each other. Don't you think you can do, for instance, for us, would you come and do siding? You know, I need a contractor to do siding. I'll pay you for it. Why can't you do that for me? You know, so if you get a friend that calls and and we're focused on kitchen and baths, but they want you to do siding, how does that kind of look? If it's outside of our bread and butter, I would uh, prefer to give them a referral. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody that I would trust to do it for them because, you know, I'm not going to send our guys that are tile and, you know, flooring and cabinet guys to go do some siding when it's not something they do regularly. Now, what if it's a client and they're like, listen, I, I know your company. I know your company's good. I've seen pictures of your work. I'm willing to pay more for you to come do siding. What Would you do it? That's I not your strong suit. not do it myself, but get it self out. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah, the, and that's a, there's a difference too, right? Because going to look at it and then using a subcontractor. Now that's completely different. And we do that type of stuff all the time. Yeah. But like having our guys and girls go in and do something like that, we're really kind of setting them up for failure because you, know, you talk to the team and the teams, they're like, sure, we can, we can do that. We can try to make that work. But that's not really the mentality that you want when you're trying to master something or you want real quality work done. Right. Um, or there's going to be mistakes made because they're living in kitchen and bathrooms all day, every day. And now we've got them doing exterior siding or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would definitely throw them for a loop a little bit. You know what I mean? They would have to uh, kind of figure out, kind of, almost figure yeah, out what they're doing. Relearn it. Yeah. I guess you would say, so the process. So long. Right. The process is going to be a little bit slower, right? right? So when you find your niche, when you find what you're good at, then you can you start becoming better, more efficient. And not only does your quality improve, but your efficiency does. So the, the progress, um, it seems to speed up a little bit because you know, you know what you need. You start knowing what materials you need. You start knowing how the workflow is supposed to go. And so if you kind of stick to that, when you're, you know, from the estimator's perspective, it's a little bit easier to estimate the same type of job over and over too, right? Yes. So you can build. So if a standard bathroom, it's super easy to build the estimate too, because I've done so many. You've done it over and over and over. Um, And so same thing for like kitchens for us. We've done it over and over and over. And most of the interior remodeling, you know, we've done over and over. And so you start to get better and better, too, not only at the workflow, the process, but budgeting, right? You know what you can and can't do to make your money go a little bit further if you stick to what you're good at. And, And the money part of it, like if you're getting slow, you know, here sometimes during the winter, but since we're on the Gulf Coast, there's a lot of condos and a lot of vacationers. So there's always work to be done here as a contractor. But if it gets a little slow, you really might think about going outside of what you would normally do because the paychecks are getting a little slower and right. you got people to pay and things like that. But it, it seems that's where you get yourself in some hot water is, uh, is doing something that you're not really good at. Just because you're a contractor, right? Doesn't the mean ter- you should be doing finishing sheetrock. 
That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, right. And and people say, well, contractor, don't they do you know pretty much everything? No, there there are trade contractors that are good at painting, and that painter probably doesn't need to be doing your electrical work, right? Or that painter probably doesn't need to be doing your tile. It, you do get better when you are a painter and you you paint all the time, or if you do tile and that's what you stick to. Yeah. That's yeah. all you do is tile. Yes. I mean, and there's a difference. Like, you know, even for us, when we're looking at subcontractors and we're looking at people that we want to work with or have work for us or work for our clients, we know. I mean, I hate to say it, but we do kind of have a, a, a rank like who's our who's our go to? Who's our who's our first electrician? Who's our first plumber? Because, you know, that it's quality. You know, they're going to be in line, you know basically their numbers you know where they're going to come in at with their bid um and so when again back to the estimating side to this you kind of can tell what our plumber is going to charge to do a drain move in a bathroom well when you start venturing outside and you want to build a deck you got to kind of reinvent the wheel and even money you know money's tight but now you're spending more time on the estimate trying to figure out what you need to do it and you could be licensed to do it but that doesn't mean that it's always a good idea, right? right? Uh, what would you say to somebody that, because we see it, right? We all know that that contractor that's getting started and all of a sudden they're just got their hands in every Everything. pot. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know. I, I got a guy. Yeah. I got a guy. Or they my, will my try guy. to. Yep. My guy can do that. My yes. My guy can do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it gets you in hot water. So, it, you know, for us. I think the message this week is find your niche, stick to it because you're good at it and your quality is going to improve. The money is going to improve. And the big thing like for us was now you become known for that, right? There are companies that for us, I would say around here, we're known as the go-to for kitchen and bath. And that's what we wanted to do. And so the more kitchen and bathrooms that we do, the more we become known, the more pictures you have to post, all of that stuff. And then you're getting more calls just for that, just for, and you can perfect that. It's all about, you know, becoming known uh, for a certain type of contracting, being the go-to for that, and then making sure that you're not getting yourself in a situation where you can end up doing a bad job, you right. know, and, and not meeting the clients. In the long run, it's going to cost you more money because then you got to actually Pay somebody to come fix the stuff that you can't get right. Yep, I agree. So our message this week again: find your niche, pick your niche, stay stay in your niche, and uh, once you find it, keep it, and don't venture too far outside of it unless you are you're growing. So in a growing business, you know if you hire on a couple of people that can do a a deck or can do signing. And you want to go down and start taking those siding jobs because that's their background. That's a different story. But for the most part, if you've got a bunch of interior remodelers, keep them on interior remodeling. Yep, yep. Awesome. Um, You have recently been promoted. You were doing the estimates. Now you're doing project management. So here we've got a a few project managers that that work with us. Um, Some of them run houses. You, for the most part, are running five crews in kitchen and bath and interior remodeling. Can you speak on some perspective about being a project manager? Um, 
it's a lot different than it looks from the outside for sure. Um, so what would so like what was your day like today uh, coming in being the project manager uh, on a uh, Monday? Uh, well, it was kind of crazy right off the get go. Um, everybody trying to figure out what they exactly what they needed to start for the week, and then um, I don't know the phone calls just never stopped all day long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, and that's that's the thing. Most people want those promotions and and understand. I mean, you had this conversation, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But you know, most people want these promotions, and they become the project manager. And we've had a few, but before you, it was really you know Mark or my dad or you know somebody close because it will burn you out quick. And so what we tried to do is make sure that you can solely focus on the project management right. side day to day you are making sure that our crew leaders have what they need and you're the buffer between our company and, and the client right right and so you you were speaking about the phone calls earlier and and a lot of what you're doing is really checking on jobs and if there's an issue that comes up you know the estimator has a vision when they when they send over that estimate when the client accepts the client has their own vision right and sometimes those things don't align and so where you come in is you make sure to kind of help them understand our perspective right. and then meet their goals right exactly. and so what happens uh when something like that you know you can't you can't meet the client's expectations or the client's calling because you know the estimator came out and did an estimate and it's not going the way and we've had that happen that it's not going the way they thought right i mean you just gotta kind of you know had the situation as best as possible with them and you know not everybody's going to be happy but you 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 got to do your best to try to put out the fire i guess you would say yeah make everything work you know? yeah absolutely and sometimes that gets tough huh yeah yeah it just depends, really, you know what I mean? Because, I mean... Well, they're all people. About 80% of it's going to go okay, but then you got the other 20 that, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. And then you got the, the two percenters that it's just... You're never going to meet their expectations. Yeah. No. And no matter what kind of plans and, and drawings or whatever you want to have that they signed a contract for, that they see, uh, it still isn't quite hitting the mark. You can't please everybody, and we've had scenarios, and they're few and far between, but it still happens. You learn uh, and grow from these, but you cannot please every client. Now we're going to move into the portion of the show where we talk interior design. We're going to bring in an interior designer, and we're going to talk trending design and products. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. Kitchens and bathrooms sell homes. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, yeah, the right. whole aesthetic of the home makes sense. But um, it's it's kitchen and baths and, and location and, and land. Yeah. You have an interior designer come in and and make all these selections to make your life easier. Yes. But also so it'll sell quicker. Yeah. So you but, don't want to sit on that property. Yes. That piece, but also, like you said, some stuff that makes sense. But... You know, we are investors. We are not interior designers. Right. So there's a point where if you're 
thinking something looks good. I can tell you now, my team, uh, mm -hmm. our team of interior designers, they let me know when stuff does not look good yeah. all the time, probably more than y'all should, but it's okay. Uh, but no, so that is another benefit to it, though, that as an investor, you may make the wrong choice. You mm -hmm. may make the wrong selection that doesn't make sense. It makes sense to you because you're an investor. You're looking at properties. You may have some experience in flipping and stuff. So you know some basics, right. but having a professional design, help with layout, help with um, selections and putting the right stuff in the house as a as even as a realtor, it's going to go further because what you envision for the comps, the investor has to make that align with the design of the home. Right. So when right. you're running comps, it's the after repair value. Well, the after repair value is based on comparable homes in the area. Well, as an investor, we don't we don't know all of those details. Right. So you can say, look, here's what other homes have. And as the interior designer, you can say, this is what we need to put in. And not only because it makes sense for the comps, but but it looks good compared to what you know, and have you ever run into that? Like, have you run into where you have worked with a flipper or an investor and and they're not making the right choices? Like, you're like, eh, that's an iffy, you know, color on the wall or anything like that. Have you have you seen that? Yeah, I mean, I've seen him and I'm, you know, I've walked into properties, you know, showing other, you know, clients myself and, you know, they they put a shiny picture on the description and, <laughs> yeah. and, and then you walk in the door and it's... um you know, I mean, placement of walls and bright colors and just, you know, you want to be trendy, but not too trendy. But, you know, you walk into some and you're like, oh, that's the deal breaker. So I'm glad you said that. So, you know, and it just so as an investor, you know, it is smart to have a professional even evaluate and help you come up with a game plan before mm -hmm. you get started. Because like you said, once it's done, it's done. It's done. And so you as a real estate agent walking in with a client, you're like, ooh, you know, and yeah. so you actually can hurt hurt the value of the property by making the wrong choice, the mm -hmm. wrong decision, selection, layout, stuff like that. But whereas if you if you have somebody like yourself, an interior designer, you know, a good contractor, a good realtor, um, those things can help you sell, make the right decisions um, and, and get the work done properly as well. Yeah. Um, so, OK, so it's definitely a team effort. You know, there's you know, I've been in a lot of properties to where it's like a Mona Lisa from a distance. It looks it looks good, sure. but when you're looking up close at like actual finish work, you know, I've walked in and simple things of, of paint, like paint makes a huge difference. Sure. Like absolutely. Just that alone, like you come in, it looks crisp and clean. It looks new. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've walked in properties where they didn't even clean the property and they painted over dirt and they painted over dust oh. and you're seeing the clumping and all these weird things. And it's just like you wasted your time. Yeah. And. But all those things matter. I mean, from who you're working with to do all the renovations sure. and who's running it and the realtor and the designer. I mean, collectively, we need to work together and make sure that it is a clean, finished product because yeah. ultimately you're going to sit 
it's going to sit. You want to have a team. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, kind of, I go back to that word turnkey. But as an investor, your bottom line is you want to make money off the deal. Oh, right. Right? Mm-hmm. You want to, not only do you want to make money off the deal, but you don't want it to be time consuming, heavy lifting for mm-hmm. your part. Yeah. Especially if you're out of town or you're unable to visit the property quite frequently and uh, you don't want to be a general contractor. Mm-hmm. You need a team. So where you are a realtor, mm-hmm. uh, we have an interior design team. We have a construction team, right? right. We have um, engineers and we have just people that can make the entire deal possible and putting all of the all of the pieces together in the beginning, putting everybody in the room at the same time up front to talk through that, right? Because it's important to, the vision needs to be there, but like the the realtors is the start of that vision because you know what the comps look like. And so you can say, here is what needs to be done. And then the designer says, okay, now I know what needs to be done. Let's talk about the vision from the interior design perspective. Mm -hmm. Let's start making drawings, yada, yada. And then the contractor is going to do the work, but they've got to pull permits. They've Mm -hmm. got to have engineer drawings. Those things are all things that we can provide turnkey. So when, when you're looking to do this and when you're looking at a property, make sure that those key people are the right people to work with, right? Your contractor, your realtor, and then take it a step further and do hire an interior designer because they provide so much. They are your eyes and ears. So Christy and I talked about this on one of the podcasts, but Mm -hmm. the interior designer uh, is, is a mediator really is what it is. Your job is to keep, you present a vision to a client Mm -hmm. as an investor you should present a vision to that investor. And the investor's like, looks good. They're excited. Well, then from there, your job is to make selection to keep the vision intact. So you're acting as a mediator. And when the contractor, one of our companies, they say, mm-hmm. hey, listen, uh, we're not able to move that wall uh, without an engineer. Or, you know, we can move it, but you have to put a column right there. Right. Right. And some of those things you don't know in the beginning, it's Mm -hmm. just a rendering. But once you rip open and do the demo, you're like, oh, got to have a column. The engineer isn't going to budge. He says there's got to be something supporting it. Well, having an interior designer involved, you now just pivot. You say, okay, here's the original drawing. Now I've got to have the column. Let's make this work. Here's the new vision. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, And those are things that without a team like that, you're doing on your own. Thanks for joining us today. As always, we are grateful for our listeners and your continued support. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Get more info at our website, www.thehomebuildingshow.com. And as always, remember who we are, the Home Building and Remodeling Show.